It is called the power of expectation. Turn to your neighbor and say the power of expectation. That's right. I believe, and the Bible believes, because see, I don't have an opinion apart from the Bible. Thank you, Jesus. There's no manifestation without expectation. Say that. There's no manifestation without expectation. I believe that we are about to see even greater things for God in this church. And I believe that there's revival coming into this region, into the whole United States of America. But the church must come expectant. Amen. You know, I, I believe that there's people here tonight that you probably said this before or you're saying this right now. Okay, see if you can relate to this. When I came to Jesus, when I became a believer, God used to speak to me all the time. I'd go to service and I would hear, you know, it's like the preacher was preaching to me. But now it's like he doesn't speak that much anymore. Well, it's not that God is not speaking anymore. It's that you stopped expecting like you did before right it's kind of like the more it becomes a routine to come to church every Wednesday every Sunday or every Monday for epic youth it's like we get accustomed and we don't expect as we should see God is a God you about preach my sermon PK where are you at <laughs> said Lord shut his mouth Lord in Jesus name <laughs> Ephesians 3 20 says that God he is able to do exceedingly abundantly more Okay, it's more than all we could think or imagine. But we got to give him some, something to work with, right? If he can do abundantly more, what are you expecting for? He can't exceed nothing, right? And so I believe that, that there's a healthy dreaming, there's a healthy thinking that we have to exercise so that God can not only meet us, but he can exceed that. Amen. So my question to you tonight is, do you come to service Wednesday nights and Sundays expecting something or you just come like it's another service, you know? Because I know we're all busy, you know, and we all work and, and have kids and all that. But are you exercising your thinking before you come in here, expecting something and asking the Lord and communing with him and asking God, you know, I'm expecting something tonight. What is it that you're going to do? You know, God, I, ex I expect you to speak to me. You know, use Pastor Kyle to speak to me, Lord, in Jesus' name. That's healthy. And I want to read a scripture to you today that talks about that. It's in Isaiah 30, verse 18 from the Amplified this is what it says. And therefore the Lord earnestly waits, expecting, looking, longing to be gracious to you. He wants to be gracious to you. Amen. And what is grace again? It's unmerited favor or gift, right? So he's wanted to be gracious to you. And therefore, say therefore, he lifts himself up that he may have mercy on you and show you loving kindness. For the Lord is a God of justice. I believe God wants to be gracious to us, but in my in my amplified, I don't know what the oh okay no is that it? Okay, I'm gonna read it from mine. It says, um, "Are all those who wait for Him, who expect and look and long for Him?" So God is waiting to be uh, gracious to us, but the Bible says right there that we have to expect. He will be gracious towards those who expect, and so there's power in expectation, y'all. We have to exercise that. I'm going to tell you a little story. Uh, when I was living in Myrtle Beach, I went to this church, and it was not my home church. I just went and visit, right? I used to go there every now and then because it was powerful, Holy Ghost fire. 
But this time I was there and I knew just a few people, knew some of the leadership team. And the pastor was calling. You know one of those services where like it's just Holy Spirit moving. There's no word. There's no nothing. Amen. So he was calling all of these names from the leadership team. Only leadership team, right? And he was praying for them. They were slain in the spirit. They were receiving words and this and that. And I don't know why, but I just had this thing in me. And I was like, you know what, God? If this man is a man of God, I want you to tell him to speak to me. And I was there, you know, he ain't going to do it, you know. He's just calling the leadership team. Like, he don't even know me. You know what I'm saying? Who am I? He's just there calling all these people from his team in like, I'm not, I'm not joking. I think I was probably the last one at the end of the service. He looks at me and he's like, you, come over here. Quick, 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 quick. He's like, it, it was kind of like he was saying, you know, you're not even in my plans, but come here quick. You know what I'm saying? And, and he, you know, he prayed over me. I'm bam, slanted the spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I'm just telling you this to say that it wasn't even in his plans to pray for nobody other than his leadership team. But God spoke to him and the man came pray for me. And so even when God is not planning, if you will just expect, he will speak to you. Amen. Huh. That's good. Ryan Reynolds said this. He said, when you have expectations, you are setting yourself up for disappointment. I don't know who the man is. I think he's an actor. But the world, he think, the world thinks like that, right? That's a secular thinking is that when you expect, you will be disappointed. That's not always true, especially in the kingdom of God. God is not a God that will disappoint you. If his word says so, it'll happen. Amen. And so I believe that we, we have been trained to not expect because we have suffered disappointment. Right? Um, well, some women, because they have only dated guys that, you know, cheated on them or didn't treat them bad or were abusive. They no longer expect to find somebody that, you know, that is a man of God. They're like, oh, there ain't no good man in this world. I'm not getting married. That's a lie. But then I believe because the world has constantly told us that, that we shouldn't expect because you'll be let down, then we come to church saying, okay, Sarah, Sarah, meaning whatever happens, happens. You know, whatever God wants to do, Lord. Amen. But God and his word tells us to expect something. Amen. Even in our spiritual lives, I believe we train ourselves not to expect. Not that we meant to, but maybe you've gone through a dry season and, and it was just, I don't know, your life was busy and you couldn't get to God, to his secret place, and you just felt distant. And because you wouldn't hear his voice in that season, you feel like he has nothing for you next. But we need to forget what's past. See, the apostle Paul said that forgetting what's in the past, he looks and he focuses on what's ahead, right? And that's what we ought to do too. Or you have prayed for the sick and haven't seen any results, and now you just, you know, I'm not really sure I'm going to expect God for this because it just didn't work before. See, but God is calling us to expect. We have to give him something to work with. Amen. You guys will understand what I'm talking about in just a minute because I have something to share with you. Um, have you ever bought anything on Wish? <laughs> you know where I'm going with it. <laughs> Brooke is like, <laughs> girl, I bought a dress. Where's Grace in it? Where's she at? Oh, I can't see. Oh, hey, Gregory. 
I bought a dress. The lady looked kind of like her a little bit. She was just like with this ombre flowy dress on the beach on her lounger and stuff. And I bought it like, oh, I'm so excited. When it got to my house, dude, it was ugly. It was like ugly. Think ugly. It looked nothing like the picture. And Grayson came to my house and I showed it to her. And she actually recreated the picture. And I, I wish I could have found that picture. But my old phone broke. But anyways, she recreated the picture. She was like all sitting there like just like the lady. And it was awful. But anyways. So I want to share with you two of these amazing things that people bought on Wish. If you have those pictures for me. You don't have the picture. No, couldn't get it. Well, anyways, this lady purchased a face mask, okay? And it was like, <laughs> did you see that? All right, it was hilarious. I wish y'all could see it. It was a face mask, and she was probably all excited, you know, going to get rid of that acne and stuff. When it got to her house, it was like this big, and she put it on her forehead like this. <laughs> Beautiful. See, I don't believe the problem was with her expectation, it wasn't. She had expectations. She was expecting for something great, but she relied on the wrong source. Amen. <laughs> the problem was, was with the picture, right? Why do they put those pictures in there? You know, just don't, you know. Can somebody record his laughter so I can show my husband? Oh, he's right there. He don't think I'm funny. It's okay. Baby, thank you. I love you. Thanks for watching, baby. So I don't believe the problem was with her expectation or with my expectation. Because I expected that dress. I was happy about that dress. But the picture was the problem. It was a wrong picture. Say a wrong picture. That's right. Well, today I want to talk about three things, okay? I want to talk about why we must expect. I want to talk about what we must expect and how. So the first thing, why? Why should we expect? Number one is because it will help you keep your focus through the obstacles. That's right. Well, if you remember that story in the Bible, God ordained Moses to choose 12 men. Is it 12 men? To, be, to go spy the promised land, right? And it's funny because I, I don't really think, I don't know about you, but I don't think God wanted to know what was going on in the promised land. He, he knew. He knew the armies, the armies that were there. He knew. Um, you know, what they were fighting against. He knew all the ways in, ways out, and all that. But God was trying to make them expect. They want, God, I believe God wanted to show them what was waiting for them. So they would believe, but they would also create expectation. Because see, God knew that they would have to consecrate themselves before invading it. He knew that they would have to go day one, go around Jericho. Day two, go around Jericho. Day three, four, five, six, seven. On the seventh day, they had to do it seven times. And not only that, when they got into it, they had to fight against their armies. How many of y'all know that sometimes it gets tiring? This journey is tiring. You know, faith, to walk in faith sometimes is a journey that's exhausting. But we can only do these things. We can only live for God and walk this life of faith if we have expectation. And so God knew that they would have to do all that. And they sent them there to go and see what was waiting for them. So they would create expectations and go through the obstacles just fine. But the problem is that 10 of them came back fearful. 
10 of them were saying, well, I don't know if we can get into that land and conquer these enemies because they're just too powerful for us. They're too big. They're too tall. Have you seen them, guys? So often the enemy will try to use the very things that God uses for your excitement. The enemy will use it to get you fearful. See, I, I always say this to these guys over here, to the youth. Is that, yes, I get nervous to come here and talk and speak. But I say, Lord, you know what? I just want to be excited, you know? I want to be excited because I love doing it. I'm not going to let the enemy rob me from my excitement because I'm going to be in fear. No. -uh. And so excitement over fear. Expectation over fear. And second thing, why? Why should we expect? I believe that God will only move in an atmosphere that's conducive. For miracles, amen. But expectation creates that kind of atmosphere. I'm gonna prove it to y'all from the Bible. Well, in the Old Testament, God spoke through his prophets, right? All those guys, Isaiah, Ezekiel, all them guys. And up until the book of Malachi, he spoke. But from Malachi to the New Testament, there's 400 years of silence. God didn't speak at all. I wonder how that was. <laughs> No voice of God. But then the Bible says in Luke 3.15, I'm going to share with y'all, the atmosphere that enabled the Holy Spirit to begin speaking again through Jesus. It says the people were waiting what? Come on, say expectantly. And we're all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. And so Jesus was sent to the earth and was used by Holy Spirit to speak after 400 years of silence because the people were expectant. And so I wonder, church, if we are creating that kind of atmosphere, if you want to hear God's voice, if you want to be used by God, if you want a miracle, create expectation and God will meet you. See, even when it's not time, say this, even when it's not time, God can move. Because we use this excuse, we're like, well, it's just not God's time. You know, God will heal you three years down the road. But if we read the story, you know, the first miracle of Jesus. Bible tells us that he was in Cana and Mary and Jesus were there. And Mary came, this, is, this was their conversation. I just, I'm going to illustrate it to y'all so y'all understand. This is Fernanda James' version. Mary looked at Jesus and said, you know what, Jesus? They ran out of wine. Got to do something about it. And Jesus was like, oh, you know that it's not my time yet. I can't do it. My time has not yet come. He said, Mary looks at Jesus and she goes, servants, do whatever he tells you. Bye. <laughs> Jesus just told her that it was not yet time. But yet she left and she said, well, just do whatever he tells you. That's the man. And Jesus goes and talks to the servants and tells them to bring all the jars that he can turn water to wine. And so what do we get from this? Is that even when it's not time yet, if you will just have enough expectancy and expectation, God can move. See, he can't resist it. He just can't resist it. He was probably like, oh, Mary, I love you. I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> now what? What should we expect? Because we all agree we shouldn't put our expectancy on wish, right? 
Or some people, some of y'all be like, well, I can't trust people, right? Yeah, don't put your expectations on people, but God is faithful, amen? And so what should we expect? Whatever God's word says, either his rhema word or his logos word is reliable. He is faithful. And so whatever is in alignment with his will, Pastor Kyle has been preaching about prayer. Whatever you pray according to his will will be done, amen? And so expect God, for example, to lay, to, to heal the sick. Because his word says that if you lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. That's, you know, if you know the word, you should go with expense, that, I can say it, expectancy. Praise God. She threw, she threw me off. I get nervous my baby's crying. Uh, <laughs> so the problem, like I said, is not that I ordered the dress and that I didn't have expectancy, but it was the picture. Right? The picture was wrong. It was deceiving. And so sometimes we trust in people and they're deceiving and we are let down. But also, sometimes we trust in God to do things he never said he would do. And we just got the wrong picture. Look at your neighbor and say, I got the wrong picture. Yeah. Well, for me, for example, uh, my grandpa got sick. He was a very young man. He's probably in his 50s. When he passed away and he got sick suddenly got sick and you know like I, I, I didn't really know what the word said about healing yet and I began to pray asking God I said God will you please heal my grandpa and all that and he passed away but every time that I would pray for him I felt the Holy Ghost you know just so strong and I was like yeah you know he's gonna be healed that's it Holy Spirit is with me and he passed away and I got so disappointed at God. And it was one of those moments where you just don't have a prayer, where you just go into your closet and you don't, you don't have a word to say because you're just disappointed. And you love the Lord. I love the Lord. But I just, I, I felt like I was cheated by him. I felt like I was being deceived by him because he was with me. He confirmed through scripture over and over again. You know that scripture in James, I don't, I don't know if it's James too, it says that if you should call the elders of the church to anoint the sick with oil, then he shall be healed. It's James 5. Right? Um, so and I'm looking at Pastor and I'm like, Bible's call to help me out. <laughs> oh my gosh. But anyways, so I was praying, praying, and it didn't happen. And I felt deceived because I got the wrong picture. But then God began to talk to me about healing and all that stuff. And he showed me that it's actually our hands. It's, it's our expectation lining up with his word. And so the problem is not that God deceived me. It's that I had the wrong picture. And so all of these times that you feel deceived by God, I believe there's people right here right now that you felt cheated by God. You just don't have the courage to say it, but you felt deceived. It's because you just probably need to adjust a little bit of theology because, you know, we don't know everything. And so whenever we think like he, he's lying, it's because we just don't know it yet. And so I want you to carry some faith tonight over understanding because sometimes we just don't understand. But that's okay. Amen? He's not a man that he should lie. And I read to you Ephesians 3.20, if you want to uh, put that verse up for me one more time. This is what the word says. It says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within. You know, I wasn't, this ain't even in my notes, but I love this. How many of y'all remember the story when Moses went and he was like in front of the Red Sea, 
the Egyptian army coming. And he was praying to God. He was, God, will you please open this Red Sea? We're like, we're fearful and stuff. And God said, well, you just stretch out your staff, right? So it wasn't really God that split the Red Sea. It was Moses. So God has already put inside of you what he wants to use to cause the miracle to happen. And so sometimes we believe that God can, but you don't believe that he will through you. But that's what his word says. And so instead of just saying, oh, I'll pray that they be healed or I'll pray that they be delivered. Will you go ahead and pray for that person? Will you go ahead and believe that God can do it through you and that he will do it through you? I don't know if I want to share this. <laughs> going to make me embarrassed, but it's okay. Um, Y'all know Pops? Pastor Devon? Yes. Okay. So one time, this crazy dude that was like the first person ever to invite me to preach. And I went up, and I was just believing God. You know, I was believing like crazy. I said, God, you know what it ain't about me. You're going to use me mightily. You know, I believe for miracles. And, and I went, and I began to to preach and the preaching was horrible let me just say this it was if you think it's bad now you should have watched then because I was just preaching like you know you all have demons in you and all that stuff that was basically it that I was preaching and then no I just love this because then I did an altar call and I said you know if you need deliverance today we'll come to the altar nobody came and Pastor Devon came up and he was like it ain't really that what she meant, you know. If you walk with the Lord, you can still be attacked by demons. No, if you love the Lord and you just need prayer, will you come to the... And I was like, oh, okay, I need to have some grace. Praise Jesus. <laughs> but anyways, well, even in all of my ignorance and all of my lack of experience, how many of y'all know that God doesn't need your experience or your ability? You just, yeah, you just need to be available. I mean, I was available. And I went... And, you know, it's funny because whenever I was praying about what I should preach that day, I just knew that God had been teaching me through this man about deliverance. And I was like, that's what I'm going to preach on. You know, I just want to see them demons cast out of people. And that's what I preached on. And I did exactly what the man did. Like, I didn't even pray. I just, I was doing exactly what he did. Like, do you have any pain in your body? Like, you know, that's what he did. So that's what I did. So, but it worked because then I prayed for people and pr people are just, you know, being slain in the spirit. Bam, bam. And I'm like looking at my hands like, Phew. Whoa, what was that, you know? i never seen that happen, Lord. But saying all this is say that God, he wants to work through you. And, you know, I didn't have theology back then. I didn't have anything. I didn't have a diploma. All I had was expectancy because I believed that God wanted to use me because of the people. See, God loves them enough even to use you. That's how I think, you know? You know, God, you know, when I ask him to, I say, use me, Lord. Because, you know, it doesn't matter, like, where I'm at. I don't want no, no, no guilt, no, 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 none of these thoughts. Because they love, he loves them enough to use even me. And so that's the mentality, amen. Because we're here to serve people. Hmm. And so I'm going to tell you also not, what to not expect, okay. You should not put your expectations on people. Don't do that, okay. Love them where they're at. But don't keep putting expectations on them because then you're going to get offended and then you're going to leave church. Right? That's how the enemy operates. Let me tell you something. People don't owe you anything. Jesus already paid a price for everybody on the cross. He has called you to love them where they're at.
because he has called you to love people like he loves people. Amen. And so don't put your expectations on people. And what to not expect. Do not, how am I going to say this? Do not heed or do not care so much about the expectations that people put on you. And when I say this, I don't mean that you should go to your job and not care about the expectations your boss has on you, you know. You should do everything with excellency for the glory of God. But what I mean by that is that, for example, with gifts of the spirit. I know many ministers, y'all probably know too, that just became very known and very famous for, for the miracles that were that came through them, right? Let's say, well, this fellow was super used with words of wisdom and knowledge. But then all of a sudden you're like, what happened to the man? It's like now he's forcing it so much, you know? Or this fellow was so used for healing and now he's just forcing it and you can feel it. Well, I'll tell you what happened. They probably got so accustomed with people's expectations on them um, of always having a word of wisdom, of always having a word for everybody, that now they want to force it. But let me tell you something. God doesn't always want to do the same thing. God is a God of new things. And so I think we put too much expectations on ourselves as ministers too. You know, you're just like, oh, dude, last week it was so powerful, you know, and, and all these people were just healed and set free. And then today, all these people just came to the altar and, you know, something is happening inside of them. We didn't really get to see it. But God is God of new things. Amen. And so I want to encourage all the ministers in the house that it doesn't matter if, either if you can see it or not. If you're just open and expectant, God will do it. Amen. Don't keep pushing that expectancy upon you that you become fearful and that you become, that you begin to force what God wants to do. Amen. Uh, also, like, just demolishing that mentality of a one gift. Because God didn't call us to have one gift. He called us to have the gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, so I do believe that we're a body and that there's many parts and everybody should be involved in bringing gifts of the Spirit. And God will use all of us. But I believe that we possess it all. Because he is in all, right? That's what the Bible says. He's all in all. And so we have all of it. It's not about what we have. Well, I have a gift of tongues or I have a gift of interpretation. It's about the needs. It's the common good. So God can use anybody at any time. So just stop thinking that you have one gift. You have the gift. Amen. Then now how? How should we uh, create that expectancy? Because I told you you need a heaven. I told you why. I told you what you need to expect. But then now how do you create expectation, right? Because sometimes it's just not there. Sometimes you don't really feel like coming to church, let's be honest. So how do you create that expectation? Number one, if you're taking notes, is that you surround yourself with people on fire like Pastor Kai that be dancing here like this, you know. If you surround your, yourself with people like that, you're going to be on fire too because fire is contagious. Amen. Number two is that if you look at the right picture, reading the word of God, you will have expectancy. Sometimes you know what the Bible says, but you just need to be reminded of it, you know. If you will just read it and you and you just pray, well, God, will you use me for this? This is what I see in the Bible. Will you use me for that? And so um, also watching and listening to anointed content. Will you quit using your smartphones 
for useless stuff, like Pastor Kyle was saying earlier. You know, there's so much good stuff in there that can get you pumped up for the kingdom and expectant for the move of God. Do you have that video over there? So I just want to share a, a short video with you because this is what pumps me up. And I'm not here just to preach. I'm here to pump you up too and get you expecting the move of God. Amen. And so